On the Pasuk HaAzinu HaShomayim, Rashi explains, Shani Masra Bohem Yisrael. Rashi is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Shomayim, the heavens, you should listen that I am warning the Yidin, v'tiyu atem and you will be the witnesses, bedover about this matter. Shekachom because I told them, I told the Yidin that you are going to be the witnesses. And so too v'sishma ha'oretz. And why is it that he's bringing the Shamayim and Eretz to be these witnesses? Because Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ani Adam, I'm a human being, tomorrow I'll pass away. If the Yidin are going to come and say that I, we never accepted this bris, who is going to come and contradict them? Who is going to come and deny? Going to prove them wrong? This is why Moshe Rabbeinu brings Shamayim and Eretz as witnesses that are Kayim, that are going to exist forever. Rashi then goes and brings a second explanation. Then another point. That if the Yidin are Zoycha, then the witnesses will come along and they will give them their reward. Hagefen Titenpiria, the grapevine will give its fruit. The earth is going to give its produce. The Shamayim is going to give its due. And if the Yidin Chas V'Shaloim act in a negative way, so then the Eidis are going to be the ones that are going to punish them first. The heavens are going to hold back the rain, etc., etc. What's causing Rashi to say all of this simply is the words Hazinu Hashamayim. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Shamayim that they should listen. And seemingly, this has nothing to do with the rest of the parsha that's going to be speaking. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Yidden, how the Yidden should be conducting themselves. What's going to happen if they don't act in this way? That's what Hazinu is about. So what is Hazinu Hashamayim? What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling the heavens? So Rashi explains that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Shamayim and Eretz that they are going to be witnesses. They should hear what, what he's warning the Yidin. And then Rashi goes on to explain why, why Shamayim and Eretz particularly are these Edus. However, says the Rebbe, we need to understand. Earlier on, at the end of Parshish Nitzavim, we had something very similar already. We have a Pasuk there that says, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Yidin, making the heaven and earth witnesses. Rashi explains over there, he also gives two explanations. First of all, he says, they exist forever. And when something bad is going to happen to you, they are going to be the witnesses that I have warned you about all of this. And then Rashi gives another explanation, that the Abishta is telling the Yidden, look up at the heavens that I have created to assist you, to serve you. Did they ever change the way they are supposed to be acting? Did the sun never rise, etc.? And if the heavens and the earth that are not being given reward and punishment, and yet they do everything they're supposed to be doing, you, that you are going to be getting reward and so on, certainly that you should be doing Torah and mitzvahs and so on. So the Rebbe has a number of questions. First of all, why is Rashi asking over here in Parsha Sazinu, why is Moshe Rabbeinu making Shemaim and Aretz witnesses? If we clearly learned about the Edus of Shemaim and Aretz earlier, as we just said in the end of Parsha Nitzavim, and Rashi had already explained to us why they are the ones being made witnesses. Number two, even if for whatever reason Rashi does want to explain it in our Parsha as well, why Shemaim and Aretz are being made the witnesses, he could have said it, Bekitzer. Why is it that the main arichos is actually in this parsha where this is all being said the second time and not being said in the first time where Rashi says on the word that's where Rashi should have said this whole arichos. Theory only says it because they exist forever and they will be able to be the witnesses. Another question the Rebbe says in regards to the second pirush that Rashi brings in our parsha. 
So the Rebbe says, the fact that Rashi says, the second Pirush in Parshas Nitzovim, that the Abishta said to the Yidin, look up to the heavens that they ever changed the way they're supposed to be acting. He says that only in Parshas Nitzovim, he does not say it in our Parsha and Parshas Hazinu. That we can understand. Because, as Rashi had said, since Haidoisi Bochem Hayoim, that Moish, is Moshe Rabbeinu telling the Yidin that he's making Shamayim and Eretz the witnesses. So over there, we could understand, and he's not speaking to the Shamayim and Eretz themselves that they should be the witnesses. So over there, it's understood that the Abishta is telling the Yidin, look up at the Shamayim that I created and they never changed and so on. In other words, Yidin should be learning a lesson, taking a lesson from the Shamayim and Eretz and our Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Shamayim and Eretz and that wouldn't make sense. However, the second Pirush that Rashi brings in our parsha that if the Yidin are Zoycha, the Shamayim and Aritz are going to be giving the reward, and so on, seemingly that could have very easily been said in Parshas Nitzavim as well, where Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Yidin that the Shamayim and Aritz are going to be the Edim. If he, he could have said over there also that if Yidin are going to be Zoycha, the Edim are going to give them their reward. And if chas v'sholim not, and so on. So why does Rashi not say this the first time around, only when Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Shamayim and Eretz themselves? Another, some more diyukim we need to understand in Rashi. Number one, why does Rashi say, in our parsha when he's speaking to Shamayim v'Eretz, Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Shamayim v'Eretz, Shekach Martilam that I told the Yidin, that you are going to be the Edim. Why is it relevant to Shamayim and Eretz that the Yidin were told that you are going to be the Edom? Now the Rebbe is going to over here give some suggested answers first and then say why we cannot answer that. So number one, the Rebbe says, we can't say that with this maybe is the, the Yidin perhaps could come along and say we were never interested in the Shamayim and Eretz being our Edus. And this is why, no, we told the Yidin already that Shemaim and Eretz are going to be the Edis. But seemingly, it's completely not relevant at all to the Edus, whether the person that's being warned agreed to this Edus or not. They are Edus either way. So why do we have to tell them, the Yidin know that you're going to be the Edus? We could also suggest another answer, which the Rebbe is again going to say that it's not good enough, that maybe a warning only helps when the person being warned knows that there's witnesses over here listening to the warning. And this is why the Yidin need to be told that the Shamayim and Eretz are going to be the witnesses. So the Rebbe says that's true. But that's true only that the Yidin need to know about it. And they were in fact told about it in Pashas Nitzavim. But why do the Shamayim and the witnesses, need to know that the Yidin were told? Another question. Rashi says, if Yidin are going to come one day along and say, we never accepted this bris, who is going to come and prove them wrong? Why doesn't Rashi say the Lashem that it says in Sifri? Not like Yibalnu Aleinu is habris, but like Yibalnu Aleinu is hatoyr, or something like that, that without the witnesses, the Yidin might deny all of Torah and mitzvahs. Why specifically only the bris? To understand this, the Rebbe introduces another question in regards to everything going on over here. The Rebbe says, what seems from Rashi is, that when Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Yidin, in the end of Parshas Nitzavim, Ha'idoi shamayim I've made the heavens and earth witnesses, is seemingly the same thing that's being discussed in our Parsha, Ha'azinu HaShamayim. The difference is only, as Rashi puts it, that there, Moshe Rabbeinu only said it to the Yidin, he didn't tell it to the Shamayim and Eretz yet, and here he's coming to speak to the Shamayim and Eretz. 
As Rashi also says right over here in the Rashi on Azinu, Martilem, we just quoted this before, that I told the Yidin already that you are going to be the witnesses. But seemingly this is not exactly the case. What Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshas Nitzovim, regarding which he says are making heaven and earth witnesses, is not the same things that he now starts speaking about in Parshas Hazinu, for which the Shamayim and Eretz are being witnesses. There he said of Acharto Bachaim, he's telling us a general union about Torah and mitzvahs and so on. And here is a whole Parshas Hazinu with all the different details that the Yidin are being told. Seemingly it's not the same aid, it's not the same thing that we're talking about. So how does Rashi say that it's the same thing? Because I told the Yidin already that you're going to be the witnesses and the only difference is that previously the Shomayim and Eretz weren't told yet and now they're being told. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is when we say the idea of edus, in quite a number of psukim, what it actually means is not witnesses in the regular sense of the word. Rather it means more like a sign, a proof, a reminder for something. And this itself could be in two different ways, or a number of ways, and the Rebbe mentions two ways over here. The Rebbe says, sometimes something is set up as a testimony, as a proof, as a sign for something, but there's no inherent connection between the thing that was a, that the sign is and what it was a sign for. An example for this, the Rebbe says something we learned earlier, by Avram and Avimelech. Avimelech asks Avram Avinu, what are these seven sheep all about? Avram says... You'll take these seven sheep, this will be as an aider, this will be as a sign, as a remembrance, that I'm the one that dug this well. Now these seven sheep, on their own, have no connection or no way, any proof, that Avram actually dug the well. It's just something that Avram and Avimelech had agreed upon, that this is going to be the reminder, this is going to be the aidus, as a sign to remember that Avram dug the well. Now, this kind of Edus and Simon doesn't necessarily even have to stay for very, very long. The main thing is that whatever we were trying to prove from this Edus is going to remain afterwards, even if the Simon, if the sign itself, is gone. Again, like in the story of Avram and Avimelech, these seven sheep aren't going to be living during the whole time for when they need this proof. Not even the whole time that Avram and Avimelech are alive, although this was an edus and a simon that would be used in later times as well. But the actual thing itself that we made the simon doesn't need to remain. There's another kind of edus and simon which has already more of a connection with the thing that it's assigned for. An example for this is Yaakov makes a gal, Yaakov makes a mound of stones. This is supposed to be as an aid, again as a sign and as a reminder for Lavan. As he says, this gal, this man is going to be a sign and a witness that I'm not going to cross over to you, you're not going to cross over to me with any negative intentions. In other words, here too it's only as a sign, only as a reminder for something that they had made up between themselves. But in this case, there's more of a connection to what's actually happening. A mound of stones is clearly like a wall, a separation between the two sides. The Rebbe is now going to apply these two types of signs to the Pasuk and Parshas Nitzavim, and the two Pirushim of Rashi and Parshas Nitzavim. So the Rebbe says, from this we understand, that when we learn that Pasuk, back in Parshas Nitzavim, when Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Yidin, I'm making the heaven and earth witnesses, and these are witnesses that are not human beings, there's no question what kind of witness this could be, because, or why we're taking these witnesses, because again, 
as we said before, the testimony, the proof could really be technically anything. You take something and you say, this will be a sign for whatever we decided, even if inherently they're not connected. Rashi is coming to explain, so what is it a sign for? So Rashi says in his first Pirush, when bad things are going to happen, these will be the signs, these will be the reminders or the signs that I have warned you. And what kind of sign do we need? We're going to need something that's going to be kayum loyalum, that's going to remain forever. Not like in the case of the seven lambs, seven sheep or something like that, because in that case, it's going to be needed as a reminder for quite a limited amount of time and place between Avram and Avimelech and their children. And therefore, they're going to remember about the story and the sign and the sheep even afterwards. In our case, when we need a simon and an ages for all yidden, for all future times and places, we're going to need something that's going to last for all times, not only when we made the simon. So that's Rashi's first pirush. Rashi is not completely satisfied with that pirush, because usually the kind of simon that we were just discussing, the kind of reminder that we were just discussing, when there's no connection really inherently between them, is going to be usually that a person had set up this particular item and said, here is this item, we're setting up this item to be our sign. And then it will remind us what it was for, why we put it here, what the, what the, what the purpose of this object was. By Shemaim and Oritz, on the other hand, that they're standing since the beginning of creation, always standing in exactly the same way. So seemingly you can't really say they are standing there as a reminder. They weren't designated for this purpose. We, there's nothing changed in them. And this is why Rashi looks for another Pirush. And Rashi says that Hashem says to the Yidin, look up to the Shamayim. I created them that they should serve you. Did they ever change their measure? Did they ever change their character? And they're not being rewarded and punished? Certainly you should be doing what you're supposed to. In other words, this is already the second kind of Edus that we spoke about before. That's more like a sign that actually reminds you this, there's a more of a connection between the Shemaim and Aretz themselves, that the Yidna is supposed to look at them, and it's supposed to remind them, we should do Torah Mitzvahs, making that Kalvachimer, how the Shemaim and Aretz are doing what they're supposed to. Now, here there's no problem that the Shemaim and Aretz were already standing from the beginning of creation, because here the point wasn't that it was set up as a sign, the point was more we should look at Shemaim and Aretz, what's, the, what's happening, what is the content that Shemaim and Aretz are teaching us, that they never changed. And that's the kind of sign this is in this case. The problem with this pirush is, then why does it say, I'm making this today. Nothing really changed. In other words, since they are not an, since they themselves are an edus, they are supposed to be reminding us for Torah and Mitzvahs by looking up in the heavens, then this is something, an edus that's always all the same time, that has nothing to do with what happened today. Hayoim. As opposed to the first pirush that Rashi says, that I'm setting up the Shemaim and Oretz as a simon, that you should know that why you're going to be punished and so on. This is going to be our sign, Shemaim and Oretz. It's a simon that's mostly not what I'm supposed to learn from the Shemaim and Oretz now, but what I'm supposed to eventually remember about the Shemaim and Oretz. So in this case, yes, it is Hayoim. Moshe Rabbeinu is warning the Eden today that from now on, this is going to be our reminder, this is going to be our sign that I've warned you, and, and so on and so forth. Now, the common denominator between these two types of ages that we just spoke about is that in both cases, you don't need a human being. You don't need a medaber. 
And also, it's not relevant that the Edus should know about the Simon. Because, as said before, it's only that we're making this as a sign, as a reminder for ourselves, or that we should be learning a lesson from it. However, when we come to the Moshe Rabbeinu is now speaking to the Shemaim and Aretz. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Shemaim and Aretz that they should listen. We can no longer say that this is the kind of Edus that is just a sign and is a reminder. As in the Pasek Haidoisi of Parshas Nitzavim. Because, as we just said, if it would be that kind of sign, why do the Shemaim and Aretz need to know about it? Why do they need to listen? So we must say that this is a different kind of Edus. This is a real type of Edus, real witnesses for something that's happening or for some speech, etc., etc. And therefore Rashi has to, therefore Rashi says, Vesiyu atem edim bedover. That Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Shemaim and artists and saying, yes, you are going to be witnesses. The real kind of witnesses. And this is now a new question that Rashi has. If it is a proper Edus, then why is he taking Shemaim and Eretz specifically? Why isn't he taking other human beings as is usually the case in Torah for witnesses? Now, Rashi does not ask, Rashi is not asking, how is it even possible to take Shemaim and Eretz? How can you take Shemaim and Eretz should be witnesses that Moshe Rabbeinu warned them? If seemingly they don't understand and they don't hear and they don't know and they can't speak, with that we don't have a problem. Because Rashi had already explained earlier in Pasha's Bereshis, with the vegetation in growing, Rashi says over there that, even though it doesn't say that the vegetation was each one supposed to grow with its own species. Nevertheless, they heard, the vegetation heard, that the Trees were commanded that way by the Abishter, and they made a Kavachimer that we certainly should grow in this particular way. So we see from there that even things like plants and certainly Shemayim Va'aretz could have the idea of understanding and listening and so on. So actually he's not bothered. How could they be Edus? But the question is, why? Why specifically Shemayim and Aretz are not, not, not human beings as in a regular case? In order to answer this, Rashi says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ani Basar Vodom. I'm a human being. I'm going to pass away. In other words, in other words, if we're concerned about Yidin eventually coming along and saying we never accepted this bris, we need to have aiders that are going to be here all the time. That they're going to be able to actually counteract this argument of the Yidin. And this is why we need aiders that are going to exist forever. But this is not enough. That's why Rashi has to go further. What's the problem? Since we're speaking about something that's an Eidus Gmura, that's complete Eidus, what's the main idea of this kind of Eidus? It's not only that they should know about it, about the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said something or that something happened. The point is that Eidus are going to come later and testify that they're going to have some impact on what's going on. So what's, how does that, how does that, how is that true regarding Shemayim Oretz? We understand that they heard the warning, very nice. But what does that help anyone? This is why Rashi adds another point. And very interesting, the Rebbe now says that this is not a second Pirush in Rashi. Va'oid means it's further explanation in how Shemaim and Oretz are the witnesses. They're witnesses not only because they heard it and they're going to be here forever, but a further point that if the Yidin are going to be Zoycha, the Edis are going to be the ones paying the Yidin back their reward. And if Chas V'Sholem not, 
then they are going to be the first ones also to punish the Yidin. In other words, the Shamayim and Aretz are like proper full witnesses. Not only about hearing the warning for the Yidin, and to know whether the Yidin did it or not, but also as Yidin there, as Adim, as witnesses, they are going to accomplish, they are going to impact the Indian for which they are actually testifying. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we're now going to start understanding all the other Diyukim. Since in this Pasuk there's a whole new concept, that Shamayim and Oretz are actually becoming real Edim, and one of the ideas of giving a Hasura of a warning in front of Edis is not only so that we should be able to punish the person later, but also that the person being warned should recognize and realize how serious this is, how strict this is. He should stop himself from doing whatever negative thing it is. So when Moshe Rabbeinu says to Shamayim Varetz, listen Shamayim Vesishma Oretz, they should listen to this warning and be the witnesses. So the question might become, as seemingly something very, very important is missing here. And that is, the Yidim need to know about it. Because as just said, the whole point is that the person being warned should be stopped from doing the Aveira. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu said before, we just said already that that's not the regular Aedas that we're talking about. That was just setting up Shemayim and Aretz as a sign, as a simon and as a ois. But now we're speaking about something else. If we're really making Shemayim and Aretz as a proper witness, then isn't it important that Yidin should know about it so it should stop them from doing the Averis? Therefore Rashi now says, Shekach Amartilem, I told the Yidin you're going to be the Edim. And what's he referring to? He's actually not referring to what we were assuming till now, that it's the Pasuk and Parshas Nitzavim, Ha'idoisi Bachem, Ha'yoyim Eser Shemayim. There's actually a Pasuk in the very end of Parshas Vayelech. Where it says, via ida bom that I'm going to make Shemayim and Eretz witnesses. And that was being said to the Yidden, that he's making Shemayim and Eretz proper full witnesses. And therefore we can understand, now we know the benefit of making Shemayim, is telling Shemayim Eretz about this Eidus and that the Yidden were warned. In other words, once Yidden know about it, then of course now it's going to be a much more serious warning and they're going to, they're going to take it on board. Says the Rebbe in Siv Zayin, but according to this, we have one of our questions of before become even stronger. According to what we explained, that Shemayim and Oretz are actually real proper Eidos, but that's only for what's being said in Parshas Ha'azinu. But what Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Eden in Parshas Nitzavim there, they were just set up as signs and proof and reminders, but not real witnesses. They were only being set up as a sign. So we're trying now to understand Seemingly, I think what the Rebbe's question over here is, why over there was it only important to make a sign? And here it's important that the Shemayim and Aretz should actually be proper witnesses. In other words, we proved from the Pasuk, Hazinu or Shemayim, that since we're speaking to Shemayim and Aretz, obviously they must be proper witnesses. But why? So the Rebbe says the explanation is like this. In Parshas Nitzavim, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ha'idoisi b'chem ha'yoyim esa Shemayim v'sa'aretz ha'chaim v'amaves, I'm making the Shemayim and Aretz witnesses that, you know, I'm placing before you life and death. You should choose life. So you should live, your children should live, and so on and so forth. In other words, that the witnesses over there are in regards to generally keeping Torah and mitzvahs and the reward and punishment that exists for them. For that, we don't actually need proper real aidus. Because there's no concern that a Yid is later going to deny the whole idea of the giving of Torah and mitzvahs. This is something famous, this is something known that all Yidin know for all generations being passed down. It's not gonna, it's not possible to deny this even. 
And therefore, what we mainly need over here is just a sign, a reminder. We should always remember about Torah and Mitzvah, and that there's a punishment for it. And again, as the two explanations and how that sign works, as said before in the two Pirushim of Rashi in Parshas Nitzavim. However, when it comes to our parsha, which the whole idea of the shira of Azinu is not only about the general obligation to do Torah and mitzvahs, but rather it contains the words of the bris. It has many, many details as discussed in the sedra. Therefore, number one, it's possible that sometimes they might come along and say, we never accepted this bris upon ourselves. Number two, a sign and a reminder is not necessarily going to help. Not even the second kind of sign that we said. They should look up to the heavens and remember, you know, that Hashemayim and Aretz are doing what they're supposed to. Because a simon is only going to remind you to remember something in a general way. But it's not going to help when there's all these many, many details that you need to take into consideration and remember. And you might even deny it completely. Therefore, for a bris, we need mamsh, these real aidists that are going to listen to the details of the warning. And they're going to be proper aidim for this. As, to the extent, as we said before, that they're even actually going to act as aidists and even end up um, rewarding or punishing and so on and so forth. The Rebbe now moves on to some of the inyonim muflaim, to some of the fascinating things from this Rashi al-Derech ha'alacha. And the first thing the Rebbe discusses that seemingly since Rashi is explaining that Shamayim and Eretz are both being Edim, why is it that in the beginning when Rashi starts off the Rashi, he's quoting only Ha'azinu HaShamayim. He does not bring the words Vesishma HaOretz. So to, to understand this, the Rebbe says, we're first going to explain something else. Since Shamayim and Oretz are supposed to be proper real Edim, and as it says, Apishnei Edim Yokum Dover, and we know that what this means is that the two Edis need to come together they need to come in exactly the same way, with the same message, and so on and so forth. The question becomes, Moshe Rabbeinu uses different expressions to the Shemaim and Oretz. Ha'azinu ha-Shemaim, v'sishma ha-Oretz. Seemingly then, these are two different messages, two different edis. It's not the way an aid is supposed to be, it's not, it's not usually the way edis is supposed to happen. So it's, therefore, it's not proper edis. So the truth of the matter is that based on a sifri, we do have an answer for this, but the Rebbe is going to show that it's not completely satisfying over here in Pshut Mikra. So the Rebbe says, in the way of Drush and Halacha, we actually find in Safri that says like this, when Edus are saying, they're giving their testimony, if they are saying the same thing, then their Edus is Kayom, and if not, we disqualify the testimony. So too, says the Rebbe, if Moshe Rabbeinu would say Ha'azinu HaShamayim, so and... So then the Shamayim could come along and say, we only had the Hazinu part. We didn't have the Sishma part. Moshe Rabbeinu says Sishma Ha'aretz. The earth could come along and say, we only had the Sishma part and not the Hazinu part. These are two different types of hearing and listening. And because of this, eventually Yeshaya comes along. And he says the reverse. He says, Shimu Shamayim. Vahazini Oretz. In other words, now the Shamayim also has the concept of Shmiya, and the Oretz also has the concept of Hazinu. However, Rashi doesn't, doesn't say this. And the reason for this is understood, because based, if we have to wait all the way till Yeshaya comes along and says this, that means up until this time there wasn't proper Edus. But from the Psukim it sounds like, yes, Rashi is telling us that Shamayim and Oretz are proper Edus right now. 
Says the Rebbe, this is why Rashi just brings the words Hazinu Hashemayim. And he says, you atem Eidim Bedover, and you will be witnesses. And Eidim is Lashon Rabbim in the plural. In other words, Shemayim themselves are going to be the witnesses. How could Shemayim be two? Says the Rebbe, we learned already earlier, even Rashi mentioned already before that there's more than one heaven, more than one Shemayim. Then Rashi adds, V'chein V'sishma Ha'aretz. So the witnesses are also going to be, that the earth is also going to be witnesses. Not that they're witnesses together with Shemayim. They're two separate groups of witnesses. In fact, the Rebbe says the word Eretz also includes more than one. We know that Eretz is a land and there's many lands. And therefore, says the Rebbe, these are proper witnesses, but not as one group, but rather what's known as Shtei Shemayim is their separate group of witnesses, and they heard it in their own way, and the Eretz is their own separate union of witnesses. Another aspect in halacha in this Rashi, says the Rebbe, seemingly we need to understand, how does Moshe Rabbeinu say, Hazinu HaShemayim V'adabeira, V'sishma Oretz Imrefi, he's making them for witnesses, how do we know, what's the proof that they're interested in becoming witnesses and punishing the Yidden if they deserve it and so on? Could we just force them to become witnesses? So Rashi hints this by saying, that I said to them that you're going to be the witnesses. How are we going to understand this? So the Rebbe says, by the aidus of the end of Parshas Nitzavim, that we discussed earlier, it does not say that there was a special gathering of the Yidden. At the end of Parshas Vayelech, which is the one that we said, that's actually the one that's connected to Hazinu. There it says, they're becoming actual Edis, the Shemayim and Oretz. There it says, gather all the Ziknei Shivteichim, Vishaytreichim, the elders and the officers and so on, and I'm going to speak these words, we are Edabam, and I'm going to make the heaven and earth witnesses. Why is that? Why is it that in the end of Parshas Nitzavim, it did not have the special gathering of the elders and so on, and the end of Parshas Vayelech it did? Says the Rebbe, this is all related to what we're discussing right now. Since Moshe Rabbeinu wants to make the Shemayim and Eretz witnesses, and that they're going to have to, a job to do, this is why he's gathering the elders of the Eden. In other words, he's gathering the Sanhedrin, the Bastin. Bastin has the power to make Shemayim and Oretz witnesses whether they like it or not. Furthermore, as we said before, these are aidists not only to listen to the warning, but also that they're going to have to testify if anyone's going to deny it. And in fact, they're even going to have to be the one to carry out the verdict, as Rashi says. Now, this type of aidus, especially to have to carry out the Psak, it needs to be through Bastin. In other words, you need a basin that's, that's appointing them to carry out a psak. This is why Rashi says that I told them, meaning I told the Sanhedrin already, that you're going to be the Eidus, and because of this, this becomes an absolute proper Eidus, based on and made through basin. The Rebbe concludes with Yenish Torah in this Rashi. The Rebbe says, the that in Parshas Nitzavim, where it speaks about general fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, it's enough just an edus, the type of being a proof or a reminder or a sign. Whereas in our Parsha, for regarding the bris, we need to have proper edus, says the Rebbe, we can explain it in the following way. In regards to the general fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, it's not shaykh that a yichid chas v'shalom ever come and deny it. That intentionally you should say he's not going to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs. 
Rather, as we know, there's a concept of a ruach shtus, of spirit of foolishness, comes into him, nidmeloi, it seems to him that he's still a very, very fine Jewish person, that his Yiddishkeit wasn't affected. And therefore, for that is enough, just a sign, and as a reminder. And as we said, the, this reminder itself could be in two different ways. Either that when the bad things happen, they'll be the witnesses that I have warned you. In other words, to remind you that the bad came because you didn't do Torah and mitzvahs, and therefore reminds you that you are becoming separated from Hashem. Or another way, so again, the Rashi and Parshas Nitzavim, that the Shemaim and artists themselves are inspiring you to do Torah and mitzvahs because we learn a Kavachoymer from them, how they fulfill Torah and mitzvahs, and so on and so forth. But when it comes to our parsha, when we're speaking about making a bris, a bris is not only for general fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, but it's mainly about causing an extra strengthening in the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, and with all of its details. Here, as we said, it's not enough just a sign. We need to have edus, proper edus. What's the idea of edus? So the Rebbe says, in order, what, in order to really get ourselves extra strength in the kima Torah and mitzvahs, in order to, the way to do that is by inspiring ourselves and arousing inside of ourselves our deepest koyach, the koyach hamesidas nefesh, that a yid has. And the revelation of the koyach hamesidas nefesh is specifically through this idea of witnesses. Why is that? Says the Rebbe, that Alter Rebbe explains at length that the concept of Edus, when do you need witnesses, is usually going to be on something that we don't know that's hidden. Something that's obvious, something that's revealed, you don't know, it, you don't need, and the whole idea of Edus doesn't really apply. Furthermore, even on something that by itself will eventually be revealed, you don't need really proper, proper witnesses. The whole idea of witnesses on something that's really completely concealed and hidden, and that's where you need Edus, says the Rebbe. This is why, in order to be Megala the Koyach HaMesiras Nefesh, which we just said, if, in order to keep the bris, which, for, in order to be Megala the Koyach HaMesiras Nefesh, which comes from the Yechidah Nefesh, which is completely hidden, completely concealed, completely higher than revelation, this is why Dafke here, we need the proper Edus.